Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, it's Zach Clark. We're trying something new on The Daily J. We do about a dozen interviews a week with Metro Detroit's most interesting and important people. So every Sunday, we'll drop a new Sunday conversation featuring our favorite interview of the past week. We'll still bring you the Daily J Monday through Friday like we always have. Just think of this as a little bonus. And remember, now you can text WWJ to 20357 and the Daily J will be delivered to you instantly for free. Message and data rates may apply. Enjoy the conversation. Experts say there is a large chunk of folks who don't go to the doctor for one reason, fear. I would say to people, I hear that you're scared. I had my first colonoscopy, Zach, three weeks after Jamie died. I was terrified, but knowledge is power. But as we'll hear from today's special guest, it does not have to be that way. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. In our first ever Sunday conversation, I chatted with WDIV journalist Christy McDonald, the wife of the late great 97 won the ticket host Jamie Samuelson, who died in August of 2020 of colorectal cancer. Today is the last day of Men's Health Week here in Michigan, so Christy and I spoke about not only the person Jamie was, but his continued legacy, reminding folks, especially men, to get screened for certain cancers and other diseases when appropriate. Without really knowing where to start, how about this? Can you just tell me about Jamie, who he was? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jamie was the smart sports guy in Detroit. He loved sports. He loved talking about sports. Baseball was his passion. He considered himself lucky that he could talk about sports every day as his job. So not only was he passionate about the story surrounding sports and everything, but he was also a tremendous dad. He had this soft side to him that he would not miss a kid event at all. And, and sometimes he'd sacrifice them so he could be at something small for our kids, whether it was, you know, a baseball game or whether it was a marching band competition or a volleyball game. He was there. He was present. And um, he thought that that was important. Yeah, I mean, and you know, one of the things that, and you know this better than anybody, the way he was received in this building, you know, there are a lot of egos around here, and there's a lot of people that do a lot of things that are really <laughs> impressive, but there was just something about Jamie that felt a little different as he wandered through the hallways, and I, I don't know if I can explain it, but he seemed, even though he was who he was, as normal as everybody else around him, which is tough. Yeah, in a business that's full of ego and competition, Jamie always felt 
lucky to be where he was. He worked really hard and he knew that this business was full of different personalities and he loved to mesh with each one of them. And I think that that was what was so special and unique about him because what you heard on the radio was truly him. His goofy sense of humor, his ability to like throw out a stat from the 70s on baseball and also share himself honestly which is what I think endeared him to a lot of people because a lot of people grew up with him in Detroit. I've heard from so many people that said, my gosh, I've been listening to Jamie since I was in my 20s and he was in his 20s. They felt like they knew him, that he was a friend. I'll be honest with you. I did grow up listening to Jamie and that was one of the startling things about being in this building is you'd walk by people like that and you think, oh my God, like that was amazing. And so on Uh -uh. that same note though, because Jamie was able to share himself with the listeners so well, when it came time to talk about his diagnosis, it felt, look, when people talk about that kind of stuff, it feels real regardless. But for him, it felt so real coming from him, even though that time was so difficult. I think what is so hard to wrap your head around is because for all of the, you know, transparency and who Jamie was and putting himself on the radio every day, that is the one thing that he kept private. When he was diagnosed in January of 2019, we really didn't know what to do. Quite honestly, when you receive a cancer diagnosis out of the blue, it is, you know, a shock to your system seems almost trite to say. But for him to say, you know what, I'm going to concentrate on my health, but I'm going to bring myself and levity and fun every morning. It actually helped him to not bring cancer on the air, to not bring that to everybody. And he said, you know, there's a lot of people suffering with a lot of things. And it was almost an escape for him to be able to be on the radio each day while fighting a cancer diagnosis. And we talked, he and I, a lot about when he would come out and tell people the battle that he was facing. And he kept saying, you know, when I go into remission, you know, when we're at a good certain point, when I feel that I can share more about what's happening, I'll do it. And we had so many plans, but cancer is tough. He was close to remission, but you know, it, it evades treatment a lot of times. And when we finally got to the point where he was so sick near the end before he died, and he said, I need to come on and I need to tell people, I need to tell people that this can happen to them. I need to tell people to be aware and to be screened. And I said, are you sure? And he said, yes. And that morning when he went on the air on Monday, that last week of July, I begged him to write something down. I said, please, just to get your points out or to make sure that you know what you want to say. He had 19 months to figure out what he wanted to say. And he said to me, looked at me, he said, I'm fine. I'm good. I can do this. And it was probably the most beautiful and bravest moment I had seen my husband go through was to sit and to reveal the scariest part of what he was facing, where he was, but still in his mind, he wanted people to learn from it. Like he was doing it so others didn't have to suffer. And that to me is a moment I will, I will never forget. It was one of the most powerful moments in radio that I've, that I've ever witnessed for you guys, obviously the loss is tremendous and, you know, grief comes in these these horrible waves. But I remember immediately after this happened, the amount of awareness that it caused. There's nothing that can be done to bring Jamie back and it's just the world's worst thing. And there's no buts here. As that happened, other people began to look at themselves. And I, I wonder, you know, as a legacy, how, how that makes you guys feel that Jamie's helping save other people's lives. 
You know, Zach, that's continued to be the most overwhelming part of this. And you're right. Grief is not, it doesn't end. It just changes. Initially, after Jamie died and the outpouring of, of people and the awareness for colorectal cancer screening, it was overwhelming. I, I mean, for us at first, it was very overwhelming. I would receive emails, letters. I was sitting on a flight once and a guy passed me a napkin from like 10 rows behind me saying, I want you to know that I got screened because of Jamie's message and they found some polyps and if they had not removed them, they would have been cancer in a year. I have gotten to know some people. I know a guy who um, got screened because of Jamie's message. They found he had stage three colon cancer. He's been through treatment and he's now in remission. And to hear these singular stories of people saying, gosh, the awareness changed my life is powerful. It still brings me to my knees sometimes, but I know that Jamie's goodness and, and everything that he went through will help other families. And if there is a family out there that does not have to go through what we've been through and what me and my children continue to walk each day, having memories that Jamie will never be a part of, then that is a gift that we are able to spread that awareness and people can hear it. I wonder just on a, on a personal level, how, how do you do that? I'm sure the answer changes, but like, I'm about to cry right now and I don't, I don't know how you do, how do you do this? Advocacy is not easy, Zach. I'll be quite honest with you. It is purposeful. It gives me some purpose sometimes, but sometimes it's really hard. It's really hard to go out there and wave and say, and now Jamie Samuelson's widow here on behalf of her family. That is not easy. This is not a road that I ever thought that I'd be walking. I never asked to be a colorectal cancer awareness advocate, never in my life. But for me, it's the least I can do for him because I know I know the guy that he was, and he would have continued to share his story and spread the message no matter what. And so if I can do this from time to time, now I'll be quite honest with you, sometimes it's too hard. You know, gosh, not today. And I think that that's also part of grief and where I am in, in my life that I can understand that it's okay to not be always on and always an example of strength because I am not strong all the time. I'll be very honest with you. This life that we live without him is difficult. But again, if there are things that we can do to help out, we do it day by day and however it feels for us. I'll be very honest with you, Christy. There was part of me that didn't want to reach out to you because I don't, I don't want to put you through these things. But at the same time, the message is so powerful and it's so important. And again, it's bringing people, for lack of a better term, their senses. And, you know, one of the things one of the doctors told me, and it makes sense, I think about this too, is that people are afraid to go to the doctor because they're afraid to hear the things that you had to hear. And so I, I, wonder, yeah. what, I wonder what you say to those families, because what we do know, sadly, that whether you yeah. get the screening or not, it's going to happen. And so I, I just wonder what you say to those people, because they're afraid of going through what you did. Yeah. Right. And I absolutely understand. Look, going to the doctor can be scary or even thinking about possibilities. But the thing about this screening is that we can see what's in there. Colon cancer is very treatable when it's caught at an early stage. I would say to people, look, I hear that you're scared. I get it. I had my first colonoscopy, Zach, three weeks after Jamie died. Mm. I was terrified. I was terrified. 
But it was one of those things that I kept saying, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. If there's anything that I can do now to make sure that I'm okay for my kids and for what the rest of my life will be, I have to do it. Talk to your family, bring up family history. Sometimes people have a family history of colon cancer or other cancers and, and they don't even realize it. It's okay because it can happen. And that's what I think was the other message that Jamie wanted people to know. No one is immune to something happening. So if you can know the knowledge is power and do it for yourself, do it for your family. Today's big thanks goes out to Christy McDonald for not only sharing her time with us, but also for her continued advocacy. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want the Daily J delivered right to you? Text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark. And this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.